so in in our family helping one another to accomplish things has always been part of what we do and we we all just maybe take it for granted but it is it is a really good thing Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that distance is not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening, and if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Hello, so I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell and the host today, but also with me we have two very special guests along with Pastor Shockman. Uh, Don and Karen Meyer are our guests. Hello. Yeah. Good afternoon. <laughs> so delighted, delighted to have you. So one of the things, and we're going to do a whole, a whole episode, uh, we've done a whole episode on this on, called What's in a Name? Because n- names are important for a whole host of different reasons. So one of the things we did ahead of time is we asked you what your full names are, and then he and I did a little bit of research about what your names mean. I don't. So I'm gonna, I'm, Karen. I want to start with with you. With pure. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Karen. Karen yeah. means pure. Means pure. Or clean. Or, or clean or yeah. what have you. Okay. And then your middle name is Lynn, which means I don't know. Which you, so this is what we found. I just. Lake, waterfall, pool, pond. She's a pure pool. <laughs> yeah. Right? Wow. So whether whether that's what you're... So is there a story behind your name that you know? I think in the 50s, when I was born, 1950, Karen was just a popular name. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I don't think my parents... You know, they just picked it out of a. They just hat. liked it. Yeah. Okay, because your maiden name is Bladehorn, uh-huh. or B Bladehorn, Bladehorn, mm-hmm. which again, we, the little re- research that we did, me suggested that it means blossoming briar or something like that. Do you know any different? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Excuse me. <laughs> Clean water, blossoming briar. Right. Wow. Yeah, and and Don, yours, yours, likewise. Um, well, mine, I have no, uh, the Donald, I don't know. Sure. The Walter was my uncle who was a principal at the Lutheran school in Lebanon, Wisconsin. Lebanon, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what synod that is, but that was my uncle Walter. Okay. And then he took a call to California way back in the 60s or something like that. Okay. So Donald, though, I don't think my parents were into looking up they just like Donald. I guess so. So, for what it's for what it's worth, so uh, so Walter is a f- is a family name, mm-hmm. but it our the, our research suggested that it means power warrior. Vault is power. Just Walter, yeah. just Walter means uh-huh. powerful warrior. 
that that's what I yeah. kind of looked up just, and just found Walter. too, like general yeah. of the army but or what's, something. What's Donald mean? Ruler of the world. Yeah, world <laughs> wield. So, so your name is world wielding powerful warrior, Meyer. Yeah. What's Look Meyer? Out. Did you know well, what you were getting into, Karen? No. <laughs> are, are you kidding? She's a pure plant. Come on. Yeah. That's a blossoming briar right there. Opposites attract. Yeah, it must be. For sure. So do you know what your last name is? I believe that it's something to do with like a a mayor or or a a bureaucrat. Okay. Okay. So uh, I dug deep on this one. Oh. Yeah. So you can actually trace Meyer or Meir. Back to Hebrew. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Which means illuminator. Oh. Or light bringer. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. And they were pastors in your family, you said. Yeah, there were two. My brother, who yeah. was uh, 18 months older than myself, and my grandfather on my father's side. So they were light bringers. For sure. Yeah. By name and by vocation. Yep. Fun. <laughs> So let's, let, I, I think the name thing is always interesting because some people, some people have a whole story behind, behind their name. And there's a whole story behind my name that was, you know, part of the, part of my upbringing the for some, time. for a I, lot. I think it ought to be <laughs> yeah. for, for some, for some people, their names are just, you know, and that's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, they like, they said it sounded nice and you know, there, but there's always some kind of story behind their names, and, and it's I think it's interesting to explore the meanings. More, more interesting is are the other is the other question, I think, that we gave you guys to think about. So, and what formed you as a human being? Did you find that question easy or difficult, Karen? I'll go. I with actually you first. found it pretty easy. Okay, because. My immediate thought was Christ. Yeah. Um, my parents brought us up in church. Um, I was baptized, confirmed, went to a Lutheran high school, grade school. <laughs> it was it was all I knew, Christ basically. Was, Christ yeah. was central to your life as right. far back as you can remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you were looking for. I I was looking for whatever what so okay. what, you know so what we asked was you know two three four what top things that kind of formed you as a human being and mm-hmm. number one for you was was is Christ faith, yes faith and faith in Christ how about how about you Don well really with having a brother who's a pastor and a grandfather who was a pastor. Really, it, it was how our family was centered around Christ also. Well, your brother wasn't a pastor when he was six, though. No, no. he wasn't. But he pre- we, he used to play that he was oh, a pastor. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. So did my sister. But <laughs> Story time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, um, yeah, so Christ was at the center of our family, and I, like Karen, baptized Lutheran grade school, Lutheran high school, Met Karen in high school. Were you guys the same class? No. No. I was 67 at Milwaukee Lutheran, and Karen was 68. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're, you were you're, you're apart. Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. But, um, and very good friends yeah. before we ever dated. When So when did you start dating? We when would, um, if neither of us were going out with anybody, and there was a party to go to, sure. or 
any to go to, <laughs> th- we would take each other. Sure. And it would be shake your hand at the door kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> when when I went in the sure. army. <laughs> it was. It, it truly was. <laughs> uh, when I went in the army, the person that I missed the most was Karen. How about that? And now, so this, when did, did you go to work or were you in college and then got drafted or how did this go? I went, I wasn't a very good student. Okay. I, I tried three different universities and, and they all did not invite me back. And, and so, um, it was at the height of the Vietnam war. Yeah. And instead of going to Vietnam, I took an extra year and went to Germany. Sure. Um, for which I thank God for guiding me in that direction. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, Germany was like a two and a half year vacation. <laughs> uh, I, we won't go into the details because no. I know a little bit about the Germany story. That's Pastor Shockman. That should be another time <laughs> when we're not on the microphone. Right. Time exactly. <laughs> So, but it was that time when I was in Germany that I I missed Karen, and so the letters that I would send home, Karen and I were writing letters. You know, there was no internet back then, right? In the seventies, and do you have write, them? I have some. Do you really? Do you? I love it. Okay. I don't have hers. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> so the letters though started getting better and better. And, and okay. really, it was one of those things where mail call, when I was in the Army, I would be standing there by the mailboxes waiting for something to hit my mailbox. Um, and, I don't and think so I ever knew that. Now you do. Amazing the things you learn when you come on a podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And we're telling everybody. Right. So, what, so when, did you, when did you start writing him? I mean, was Probably. was there was there a romantic thing? No, it was just as, as this friends. started as friends. Yeah, just telling me what was going on yeah. back here while I was holding off the red horde in <laughs> Europe. Right. Well, it was even before Europe. You were at Kentucky or yeah, someplace. Yeah. But um, yeah, we started writing then or calling. Sure. Um, I got really nervous one. Sunday, his mom called me and she said, Don is calling home from Germany and he wants to talk to you. Well, I was just beside myself. This is a long distance call in 1960. From Germany. 1971 or 1971, two. yeah. So this was going to be an expensive phone call. Yep. And I just, I was, it just felt sick to my stomach. I thought, oh my gosh. Like this is going to be bad news, or well, no, I I think I was, I don't know what I was worried about, but it was like, um, you know, just fluttering. Yeah, and how did the phone call go? Good. Yeah, well, yeah. I came home on leave a couple of times too, and leading up to when I would get home, she would also get sick get thinking sick. about me coming home. <laughs> a very nervous stomach. <laughs> So um, let, go back to you, Don, for a minute. So you both said Christ in, in your family lives was absolutely formative. But, well, not but. What else is on your list of things that formed you 
as a man? I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of experiences mm-hmm. that, that I remember that had an impact. And sometimes I'm not, not even sure what the impact was, but I remember them. Um, with my grandfather on Good Friday in, I can't even remember the name of the town in Iowa, Good Friday service. He would preach for three hours. And, and believe This me, guy was a Lutheran? Yes. He, uh, so sometimes much. the inside of that church was like... Was his name Shockman? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bleeper. He's going he's to bleep me. Yeah. Um, and and th- that was our... Every Easter we would go to visit Grandma and Grandpa in Iowa. So every Good Friday we got to sit there and, and listen to that. Um, seven words of the cross, yeah. and each one was a different sermon. And um, But for me, maybe it was the whole thing of perseverance in, in that, or that sometimes you may not like where you're at, but if your grandfather looked at you from the pulpit and, and thought you weren't doing it right, the wrath of God was coming down on you. So <laughs> you you had to, even if you don't like what you're doing, you have to put up with it sometimes. And and I think I learned that. I mean, in the Army, that all felt, went right along with that, that I didn't like being in the Army necessarily, but I was going to do the best job that I could while I'm there, stay out of trouble, do all the things that you can, do the best that you can and, and move on. It, those kind of experiences. Um, How about for you, Karen? Just to kind of switch, <coughs> switch, yeah. switch seats over here. Um, I would say I had some really good friends that um, probably <coughs> formed me in some way or another. Um, I had friends who um, drank, some who did drugs. I never cared to do that. Right, and this is the 1960s. Yes, and um, kind of watched some of them go downhill, and that was enough. I, I didn't need to practice with, I drank. Sure. I'll, I'll admit that, but um, the drug thing, I just could never get into that. Sure. Do you, so, have, do you have siblings? I have a brother who is 10 years older than I am. You have a brother who's 10 years older. Okay. And a sister who is seven years older. Okay. All so right. if you ever look at a birth order book, I was like an only child. Yeah. I was one of those babies that uh, I think was not expected. <laughs> but when I came, Surprise! they loved me. <laughs> right? Here's Karen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So were, so. You, so were you the prototypical baby of the family and spoiled rotten by your father? Pretty much. <laughs> My dad. Don's nodding over here. Well, uh, don't all daughters have their fathers wrapped around their finger? I would most. How does that work, though, when you have more than, more one. than one? Yeah. Daughter? Mm-hmm. 
I prefer not to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, because Pastor Shockman has two daughters, as I do. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because our youngest uh, is going to be an only child this year when his older sister goes off to college. So it'll be just us and Brennan for four more years. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, that that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, you guys have two, right? Zach's how old? Zach is 42 and Lauren turns 40. Yeah. Is she going to be okay with that? With, so. with you announcing to the world that <laughs> she's that old? Oh, oh I shouldn't have done that. that. No, that's okay. Not at all. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the deal. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> so, 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 Karen, for you, you said, you know, Christ at the center of your your family life, and that's what you've always known. You had mm-hmm. some really, you had some good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you know? And Don, you talked about likewise Christ at the center of it, and then your your having to listen to your grandfather, amongst other things, teaching a lesson in perseverance. Well, yeah, I, I think the, the, the thing that came out of that was the perseverance. The Even if you don't like it, you do what you're there to do to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. Right. But, you know, the whole thing, those may be two examples, but I also believe that in Christian education, mm. I believe that Christian education also taught you respect Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, I can remember the names of all my grade school teachers and I, I remember them very well. I wasn't a very good kid in conduct. You know, for a kid that wasn't a very good student, you remembered really a lot of things. Oh, sure. And I remember at Milwaukee Lutheran, the, the teacher, Vic Paulus who was a teacher of geography at Milwaukee Lutheran. My degree is in geography. Oh. And, and he had a, an influence on my life um, in, in that he kind of sparked an interest in me. Um, so, you know, there's, through Christian education, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot that went on there that just the whole respect kind of thing, I think, for people. Mm-hmm. So we're re- we're recording this with you with you two in part because in June we are observe we're going to start observing June as biblical marriage month. And you know, and you two are part of our marriage ministry team and at the risk of <laughs> offending you the at presently anyway, the senior members. <laughs> Of, of our marriage ministry team. Way senior. Way members. senior. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, so how long have you been married? For It'll be 47. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you, you had a question. Follow up. Yeah. So is that is that seniority just by age or by length of service as well? Like, were you guys in on the marriage ministry team kind of at the no, beginning? No. No, we were not. Okay. I've always been curious. We re- we recruited them yeah. to replace a senior couple that left. Oh, okay. And I mean senior, I mean the oldest couple that left. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus yeah, the Pancos. Pancos. Yeah. 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 We plan awesome. to talk to him too. Awesome. Oh, oh he's in. But he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could have interviewed them both. Mm-hmm. That would have been yeah. uh, just for the, for our listeners. There's a couple in our congregation named Marcus and Carolyn Panko, and she's in declining health. Uh, oh. But it, just a devoted, lovely Christian couple. And after the first marriage retreat that they helped, they helped us put together, Carolyn had to back out because of health reasons. And so 
Yeah. Uh, so we went looking for another couple that had a had a few seasons of marriage. <laughs> so if you don't mind, let's you know, and I'm not right. We're in a public podcast, so we're we need to go into details. But you know, we talked about things that formed you as individuals. I'm curious having you two here to talk a little bit about the things that formed you as a couple. You know, and you've been married for forty. Seven. 47, 47 yeah. years. When's your anniversary? Uh, flag day, June 14th. June 14th. It'll be 47 years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, an, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's been a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> of course it has. I, I, I think we have put the Lord to it, to the test more than once in, yes. in our marriage. Yes. Um, and the Lord has put us to the test too. for sure. You know, um, your your kids, as they're growing up, it's it's so much fun as they get older, but you have more to worry about. You wonder where they are, who they're with, what they're doing. That has always, and Don has always been pretty much the, the disciplinarian in our family. Um, <clears throat> and so what was your role? I was... Mom. The coddler. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I coddled, but I also tried to instill in them that a lot of times, most of the time, what Don was doing was the right thing. Yeah. So. Is that something, I'm curious, is that something you guys talked about ahead of time about likely, because this happens in marriage, we tend, you know, we, we, we often say we're going to share things, but it often end, doesn't end up like that. We often end up kind of taking different. Taking all, yeah. Was that planned ahead of time by you um, guys, or did it just happen? We didn't really. No, as, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of things in our marriage that are shared. Um, Karen and I have never had separate checking accounts. No. We've, um, however, at one time I remember just after we were married and before I went back to school, we had 25 cents <laughs> left for till she had another paycheck. 25 cents. And you remember those days? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And they were fun. And, and, I and, mean, and for our listeners, just to interrupt you, right? So this is a couple remembering when they had 25 cents. Uh, this, is, this is a couple that own and operate a, a successful international business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you had seen their faces both light up when they said, oh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. they remember those days fondly. They were oh, sure. I remember our first Christmas in our apartment, um, which, by the way, our first apartment, we had brand new furniture that we bought. Ooh. But she wouldn't let me live in that apartment and sleep in that bed until she was there to do it. So... You know, Sorry. Not good, at all. No, good <laughs> move. Um, but we were sitting there and we bought a Christmas tree. Like, we love big ones, and we bought a big one that first Christmas. And we're sitting there and watching TV, and the Christmas tree fell on top of us. <laughs> <laughs> a li- uh, this a live real tree? A live real tree. Nice. Sap everywhere. So we put it back up and tied it to the drapery rod. <laughs> Did, did that hold it? It did. Oh, praise God. Yeah. So where was, where was your first place? Uh, about 115th and Greenfield. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. We didn't move 
to this area until 1981. So for for our listeners who might be outside of who might be outside of Wisconsin, if you go to Lake Michigan in southeastern Wisconsin, there's Milwaukee, and then you you take Interstate 94 west toward the center of the state, and about halfway between Milwaukee and Madison is Oconomowoc, right, which is where we live and yep yeah yeah where we live and move and have our being yeah. as it were yeah. but um as I, mean, I was saying about the the whole thing of not having separate checking accounts i think for us when when i was starting my business the only way that i could have been successful is because karen was still working at a hospital as a histotechnologist and so there wasn't pressure on me to begin earning money right away. And and without her, I didn't take a paycheck for the first five years. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Um, what was that, Karen, what was that like for you? You didn't take a paycheck yeah. for five years. It, what, it, it was okay because we were building this business together. On the weekends, I would go in and do PHs and things like that. Um, PHs wait, meaning... You you got to take thirty seconds and done and explain it's, what your business is. It's so. an agricultural it's analysis lab. We do soil analysis and we analyze feed that is fed to dairy cows or pigs or chickens. And pH is a measure of acidity or alkalinity of the soil. And Karen was really good at that. Yeah. So there you go. And um, you know, weigh up samples, soil samples, or whatever. Um, so. It didn't bother me. I think what what bothered me more was him having to drive to Watertown every day. And our winters were worse then. (laughs) So, you know, until we moved out here, but then I couldn't believe we actually... So, yeah, you were were living in Milwaukee and driving an hour to Watertown. Yeah. Okay. So um, until we actually moved out here... And I quit my job, and I had Zach. So you had you had you you had Zach, and I was and pregnant you, with Lauren when you when you stopped. So how how did how did that feel for that, you? That when, was awful. When you when you quit, was it scary? It was scary. Um, I was in a beautiful new home. We we built our house, um, but in the middle of nowhere. You know, when you grow up in a city and you're used to being right on top of everybody else, and then to come out here. Out in the sticks. Yeah. Up on a hill. And I didn't have any friends out here. Um, it was tough. Yeah. And, and those were the days when the interest rate for a new home or any home was like 18%. Being a veteran... Oh, that's I right. got ours. Twelve, yeah. 12 and 12. a half. Yeah, and and so that's an insane number. Oh yes, yes. it is. Yeah. We're headed back there. Don't worry. I so <laughs> help us God know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was it was a scary time that way. But um, I also had a great support team from my parents at the laboratory. My mother, I the laboratory was located on my parents' farm. They co-signed a note for me to borrow money from the bank to build the lab. And then both of them worked in the lab. 
Um, Your they parents. were both retired. My mother was a bookkeeper, and believe me, my mother pinched every dime really tight. Um, and my dad would, would be a salesman, so to speak. Um, he was just a good old boy that could go out and talk. He could sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> um, but he did a great job of doing that, and I got to do the lab stuff. So, you know, not only from Karen, but the whole family supported. And truly, through all of our time with the laboratory, even when Zach and Lauren could start working, they were helping at the laboratory. So in, in our family, helping one another um, to accomplish things has always been part of what we do and, and we, we all just maybe take it for granted, but it is, it is a really good thing. They would come and work and always back up the lab, but there were a lot of complaints. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let, I, here's what I, I want to wait for let, mom and dad. Or from Donna Karen. No. <laughs> or the kids. Oh, my parents, ki- my parents never complained. No, no. good. Never. The kids, you mean. The yes. kids. Yeah. So let's let's take let's let's take a Pastor Shackman, let's take a break here and call this the first half of our episode. And uh, then I but I want to come back. I want to explore a little bit more about the journey you've taken as as a couple 